right now. On the line, we have CEO of Street Corner Entertainment, Mr. Stevie Dunham. How you doing? All right. How are you? I'm great. I hope everybody's uh, enjoying themselves tonight and enjoying the uh, eternal lockdown that we're going through. <laughs> yes. But, but, but other than that, um, things are good. Um, as long as we got good music to listen to, everybody should be happy. And don't forget, Feliz Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo, yeah. I'd be out in a bar somewhere having tequila and drinking some beers. <laughs> not this year. No, and not Corona. Not Corona, no. <laughs> nah, I never drank that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Stevie Dunham, this is your life. We it are is. going to do... This is my life. We are going to do a Stevie Dunham retrospective. Yes, uh, I dug through lots of old tapes, some unreleased stuff, some demos, practice tapes. The stuff that collectors love to get their hands on, they, they just are only going to be able to hear it tonight. And this is stuff that has not been played. Well, I think we played a couple of things here and there, but there's some, a lot of stuff we've never played before. And... Yeah, I mean, it might have been heard live in Las Vegas, but outside of that? Yeah, uh, nothing. nothing. There's a lot of unreleased things here. It's And they vary in audio quality due to how the circumstances were at the time. So, so, so okay. That's my disclaimer. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna so. take you back to 1985. Tell us what was going on in your life. I was in high school in 1985. I was a junior in high school. I wrote this song in the library of my school. I was supposed to be doing schoolwork, and uh, I would do other things besides that. So I the song came to me. I wrote it down and I worked it out and recorded it at home. Wow. And and the name of it is? It's called Angel from Up Above. Now, I don't know which version you're playing because I found a version with an alternate lead that's, with different lyrics in it. That's the one I have. Okay, very good. So uh, here's Stevie Dunham from 1985. Angel from Up Above. Boom, 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 yeah, boom, 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 boom,
Beautiful, and, and and I know that you worked so hard on restoring these. Yeah, I'm still working on them. I I go back and tweak them, you know. Uh huh. So, I've been working on uh, a lot of stuff. I got over 50 songs that I found. 50 oh. songs, and not like I said, enough for uh, 10 CDs. You know. Well, I think uh, that's in good order in the future here. A lot of a lot of great stuff on it. And uh, Bubba said a ton of talent. He's in the chat room. Max said hi. Sounds good, Stevie. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, that song, I made up the I made up the rest of the lyrics as I was recording that. I didn't uh, write them down. That's all <laughs> off the top of my head. Really? Yeah. And then I went back and refined it and added a different take. We may play later, but. Um, yeah, that's that's how he did it. Wow. Now, the next stuff that we have is from 1997. Oh, wow. That's, we're going, going, moving up a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> oh, just a little bit. From 85 to 90. Did you do anything between 85 and 97? I'm sure you did. Well, yeah, I sang in the five boroughs in Florida. All right. You know, I was producing records and stuff, so, yeah, I... I just was kind of underground. Good, yeah. good, good. I knew you were active, and I knew about the Five Boroughs stuff because your name is on uh, one of their, I think, one of their uh, vinyls or a few of them. Yeah, yeah, a couple of CD releases. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, but 1997. Uh, don't ask me to be lonely. Uh, that was a demo. That was, uh, matter of fact, that was when I found this demo recently. It was in really bad shape, and uh, there's a lot of there was a lot of artifact in it. I cleaned it up as best I could. I may try to make another attempt on it. So, uh, the tape was about ready to disintegrate. Well, it's uh, amazing that you got anything at all out of it. Yeah, I just did this on a whim. I liked the song by the dubs, and I just one night just tried it out, and 
came out pretty decent. Uh, I just wish the quality was a little better. Well, let's uh, let's take a listen. All right. Don't ask me to be lonely, Stevie Dunham, 1997. Ask me for the world, it doesn't seem much. Ask me for the moon, dear, and I'll reach out to touch. Do anything for you, for you, dear, only. But please don't ask me to be lonely. Stevie Dunham, don't ask me to be lonely. Yeah, I, I remember the night I did that. I was, uh, I used to sing that song with the Five Boroughs. In fact, that was one of the tunes I sang with them. Uh huh. Yeah. They, unfortunately, we never recorded anything on vinyl at the, during that time period. Um, with the songs that I sang with that group. Uh huh. But that one was you. Alone, so acapella. The demo where I did all the parts, yeah. Fantastic. And we're going to stay with uh, 97 now with another song, Maybe You and I Could Fall in Love. I wrote this song. Um, this is the Emerald Dreams in a rehearsal. We were riffing. I, I came up with these riffs, these doo-wop riffs, and then we got into a loop with it, and then I just made the words up as I went along. Wow. I didn't write them down. Um, everything is in the song except for the bridge. I after afterwards, long afterwards, I went home and put a bridge to it together, but I never recorded it uh, formally. This is one that I'm gonna like, glad I dug out because I wanted to uh, record it for my next CD. Very cool, and uh, one of my favorite songs that I wrote. And what what inspired you to write this? Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> no, I don't. I write from observation. Uh -huh. I don't write from personal experience. Ah. Uh. So, it could have been something I observed or heard about and just conformed the lyrics, you know? I just. But the, 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 the spontaneous thing about this is this particular song, I just. The, 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 
words just rolled off my tongue as I was singing. Wow. You know, so, yeah, which is uh, very uh, rare to do something like that, you know, when you're with a group of people and you're vamping and doing something spontaneous, if something like this comes out the cuff, it's very rare. I can only imagine. Let's take a listen. Maybe you and I can fall in love, Mr. Stevie Dunham.
to be done with maybe you and I could fall in love. And uh, if you're tuning in late, we're doing a retrospective of Stevie Dunham's music. And uh, so we started in 1997. We're in 1998 now. 1998. Oh, wow. We're just going right up the ladder, you know? <laughs> exactly. We're uh, year by year. And... Um, well, Next song, Steve. For, for the Emerald Dreams, and it was a good year for me. I wrote a lot of songs in 1998, and I re-recorded nope. a lot of stuff that was never released. So. We're still, but we're still on 97. No, we're still on 97. We're still on 97. Uh, yeah, we have never, never. I uh, threw that demo together. Um, it was matter of fact, the tape is falling apart really bad. So um, I. I always like Never Never. I may, I've been working on it. I may record it for my next CD. I've been working on that song. I warm up to it. So one night I decided to throw this one together. And you can tell over the years when as this unfolds, my voice develops. It gets a little fuller, a little lower as time goes along. So these are early. These are early things. These are things that you know that I kept. A lot of people don't keep their archives like this. You know, they're, when they find them, it's too late. They're they're already too far gone to do anything with them. I, mean, I just kept these tapes in a nice place. You know, uh, that, that's great because it's your history and you know your legacy. So uh, it's a godsend. That is true. Yeah, very true. I hope everybody enjoys this. Here's Stevie Dunham with Never Never. Never, 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 never
Stevie Dunham with Never Never. And uh, Stevie, I want to give a shout out to uh, some of the people that are in the chat room, yourself included, of course. We got Kenny Kojak. Yeah. Uh, Bubba, a huge fan. Yeah. Cause. Sam, the Golden Oldies man, is with us. Oh, that's great, too. And Don and Ann, your uh, neighbors in Las Vegas. Yes, we are. And I think uh, it's Maxine. And Mad Hatter. Yeah, Auntie's in the room. And And Mad Hatter 76, I'm not sure who that is. Not sure who that is. And Gil Torres. Oh, yeah? Oh, yes, he's in there, I see him. A fantastic singer in his own right. Don't tell him that too much. He'd get the swelled head. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's great. I know. We love Gil. <laughs> I like to burst his chops any time I can. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's great. He's my brother from another mother, too. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're waiting uh, till all this virus stuff dies down uh, so that uh, we can get out there and see Gil live on stage again. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great stuff. He's got a lot of plans. I know. On. So it's it's all positive stuff, people. So just got to wait patiently and it will come about. This is true. Okay, Stevie, we're going to progress now to 1998. Oh, uh, yeah. You had a group. Yeah, the Emerald Dreams. The Emerald Dreams actually f- formed a long before 1998, but we didn't start making any recordings until 98. Uh-huh. Uh, or at least I didn't start taping rehearsals until around this period of time, you know? So, and, 97, and 98 is when we started. Who were some of the members? Uh, well, I've had several in the group over the last pushing 30 years, so I... Anthony Griffin, the bass singer uh, from Regency, who's uh, in an a cappella group, that, that group in particular, that recorded for Starlight, he was in my group. Um, he was our bass. Um, I had Kenny Phillips in the group at one time. He also sang with me in the Chaperones and a couple other groups. Um, Noah Guberman, uh, David Doty, um, Amber Adams, um, Amber's sister, Ashley, was in the group at one time. Um, Ariana Dula, Racine Zellner, Danny Atwood, they were all in the group over a different period of time. And the list goes on and on. So it's it's just an amazing, uh, these people are very talented and due to certain circumstances, they they left or they, you know, we just parted ways. But mm-hmm. I saved all the materials that were recorded in the interim of it all. Which is thank we're very thankful that you did. Well, I did it for a couple of reasons. We record these practice tapes, and then I dub them and give them to the members of the group to go home and practice their parts, and then come back to rehearsal uh, armed and ready to go to work. Okay, it was one thing, and then um, and then you know for them to have something too, and the, as well. But um, that was mainly they were work tapes. And that's why I recorded rehearsals like this. A lot of groups never did that or didn't have the means to do it. But even in the even in the you know the seventies, eighties, and nineties, uh, very few vocal groups recorded their rehearsal sessions. I just was very fortunate. I was you know I was 
thinking in the right direction, I guess, to do that and, and keep all this material. Well, we're so glad that you did. And we're going to listen to uh, you with Emerald Dreams in just a moment. We have Gee, What a Girl. Gee, What a Girl. I wrote that song in 15 minutes and was going to work one day. And I, I wrote the song on, along the way to work. And I worked it out all day while I was working. And then I came home and got it polished the way I wanted and then uh, the group came over a couple of days later and we worked it out and I have takes of us working it out and polishing it up and then this particular recording I think is the one that we put out for release okay and uh, we're gonna it get never, it was never supposed to be released it was just a demo that we made okay well we're gonna we're gonna put that on in a moment I just want to welcome uh, to the chat room, a few people. And I had to take a drink of water for that one. Uh, we have half of the greatest Dupree's tribute group that you'll ever hear in the chat room right now. Ah, I see him. Tommy's yeah, in there welcome Tommy Smooth and Eric Hattenberg. Ah, beautiful. Two of my good friends. And, uh, yeah, we love, we love, uh, Sky's the Limit. I mean, oh, they're fantastic. that's it. They're fantastic and, vocal group. And Mad Hatter 76, who, I'm not sure who that is, but, uh, hey, Mad, uh, welcome. And, uh, once more, Maxine Pinckney. I see uh, Vegas Rich, Rich Perez is in the chat Oh, room Rich too. Perez. Hey, Rich. That's Vegas Rich. Yeah, yeah, Richie. I just talked to Richie a little while ago, and uh, yeah, he's he's an uh, original member of the Night Kings. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Oh, Madhead of 76 is Eric. Oh, okay. That's great. All right. Okay, so. We got a nice room. After the introductions, let's get to the music. Stevie Dunham, Gee What a Girl, with Emerald Dreams. Oh, darling. 
can't be denied. You are the girl for me. She was a with a girl. That was a practice tape. Yeah, uh, we recorded that song at a friend's house, uh, Tony Coricelli. He was a dear friend of mine, and he had transplanted out here from Boston. And he was into this music, and he was a local singer. And we used to rehearse at his house. And uh, that's where these, that's where G with a girl is recorded, along with Come Go With Me, Whispering Bells, Heaven Above Me, and a couple of other songs like that. And um, on bass was Anthony Griffin. He had just moved out to Vegas from, from Baltimore. And Anthony was one of those guys, if I gave him a riff, I told him to sing a riff like on G with a girl, I said, sing this, I go, go, bum, bum, be, zoom, zoom, zee, zoo, be, doo, be, wah, wah. And he said, okay. And I said, then do the rest, just run with it. Because I, I already knew what he was gonna do. Afterwards, he didn't need any instruction. And then uh, Jake Bendel was uh, singing uh, second tenor. Uh, David Doty was singing uh, tenor. And Jake sang in a group in Las Vegas called DoWop.com with uh, Pat Coppola. And then, uh, and then myself on lead. Okay. And that was, that was great. I mean, a practice. Uh, thank you. Unbelievable. I have alternate takes of the lead on that, too. I, I must have did five takes of that song. Wow. And all the endings are different. So that was that was the one that we kept that I liked the best. This one, yeah. Yeah. And what we got next for you, Emerald Dreams, come go with me. That was done in the same session as G What a Girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we did, like I said earlier, we did Gee, What a Girl, Whispering Bells, Come Go With Me, and uh, Heaven Above Me. Okay, and we have we have all of those, I believe. Yeah. So let's... I think we did, I think we did Woo We Train, too, if I remember, in that session. And we do have that one as well. Oh, okay, great. Okay, so let's hear Emerald Dreams, Stevie Dunham and Lead, Come Go With Me. Darling, we will never find it. Darling, come and go with me. 
Another great one. Well, I'll tell you about that. Um, see, I like to change songs around a little bit and make them interesting. I mean, everybody who sang Come Go With Me, if they've ever sang in a vocal group in their life, and it's always starting off just like the record, where they're going, dom, 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 be doo be dom, you know? Uh-huh. I wanted to do something a little more innovative, a little more street cornerish, you know, something that was a little fresh. Because I used we used Come Go with me as a warm up mostly. We never had any intentions on keeping it in our repertoire until we decided that this might be a different approach. So this arrangement that we did, I came up with this for the group. And, you know, it was it, it was fresh. It was just you know, it's off the cuff. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why it was done that way. So it would give a little more excitement to it, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, each and every one of these is just, you know, fantastic. Great job on every single one. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, I want to thank you because this is uh, Remember Then Radio exclusive. Yeah, well, for those that came in later... Uh, a lot of this stuff has never been played in the air before. Exactly. And, uh, oh, I had a quick note. Medford Steve is listening. He wanted to say hello to everybody. Oh, great. He's a great guy. He's a great record collector. And he's got an encyclopedia for vocal group music. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to Paul Wrestler. Paul, I know you called, but I'm on the line with Stevie, so I couldn't take it. Yeah, Paul's a great guy. I've known Paul a long time. He's got a show on Saturdays on RTR. Yes, he does. Soul Posse. He's at, the man with the Soul Posse. At 12 noon, that's right. But back to so you. We'll figure out how we can see to do it, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, now. But, okay. Uh, back to you, though. The next right. thing we have, uh, I'm not going to play the whole thing because we've got a lot to go through, but this is... Um, background on I'm Falling For You, Girl, or Girl, I'm Falling For You. I wrote this song for the Emerald Dreams. We never did it. And uh, what I would do is I put the I would put all these background riffs together. And I usually would rehearse the group like this, too. So this is kind of a model for what, of how I would rehearse my groups. I would never have them sing a lead until we learned all the background vocal parts first complete with the scats and everything so 
Uh, this is a great example I put together, and I wrote this song for them. We never recorded it, and I have a demo of it that I recorded. But there's an actual lyric to it, but this is just the background riff. So I'll show you the kind of scat riffs that I came up with, and it's got a Latin feel to it. Okay, let's take a listen. Boom, right. boom, boom, la, 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 So there's a background riff, so you take that and then come back and put... I would uh, try the different approaches to seeing a lyric to it, and then what I would do is this. I would, whatever whatever words it fit, I'd write them down, and then I'd work them out until I finally got the song completed. Uh-huh. And that's how this song came about. Great. Yeah, I didn't have a I didn't have a lyric for this song when I put those background riffs together. So the words just came. I mean, the background came first, and then you'd figure out the words afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it worked. Oh, interest. That's very interesting. Yeah. Well, like I said, I I would I taught my group how to rehearse this way. I learned this from another a mentor and he told me that you learn songs a lot faster when you go through all the background riffs first you learn so you can learn 40 50 songs in a two or three week period just ripping like this and this way you can break them down into parts the intro the verse the bridge outro mm-hmm. so forth and then you get them tight and then they get really tight like that because then they also get used to blending together at the same time when they're scatting like that Okay. You know, so I had, to, for me, there's a lot of uh, psychology behind the way I ran a group and rehearsed them. And this way, everything would come out just just great. Well, uh, let me tell you, it's, like I said, it sounds awesome. And in the next one that we have, you took the Valentine's woo-woo train. Yeah, this is a little slower than their version. We were just running through it. I didn't. It's kind of like a throwaway, but um, we we ran through it. You know, when we trained the repetitive song, it's not a song that you would want to sing a cappella unless it's the song you want a band arrangement for, but it was one that we put together. It was different, and um, there's not much to the lyric on it. There's very little bit, you know, very little lyric written on the song, so it's all about the riff, really. Okay, well, let's take a listen. All right. Boom, boom, boom. Ah, 
listening to Remember Then Radio, WRTR.net, the soundtrack of our lives and the voice of Street Corner Entertainment. Name of the show, Doop, the way you want it. My name is Stevie, and on the line, we have Mr. Stevie Dunham. Uh, Thank you very much for doing all of this. This is so great. Uh, uh, I'm really happy that you that we did this. Yeah, me too, yeah. Stevie. You know, hey, uh, you're family. You know it. And uh, we love you. Thank you. I feel the same way. Thank you. Now, continuing on with uh, your retrospective, we're still in 1998, and uh, we have a song called Heaven Above Me. That's a song that was done by the Jets originally, and I love that song, and I thought it'd be perfect for my group, especially with our bass singer. And so that's why we did that song I, I chose that specifically for, for that reason uh-huh. and so and it, it's a little different I didn't do it exactly like the record and the record's really rare too uh-huh okay I like to do stuff off the cuff I don't like to normally do the standard stuff you know oh I know <laughs> I think everybody and, uh, knows I that like to do the hits. I like to do things that people really like to hear yes and we're going to hear Heaven Above Me right now. Stevie Dunham and Emerald Dreams. Oh, 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 oh. 
Above me, uh, and another amazing one. Uh, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. That was a fun song to do. <laughs> Gil, Gil said he can't believe the notes that you hit. He wants to choke you. <laughs> yeah, I, sometimes I, I amaze myself. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I, I don't know where it comes from. Uh, hey, Gil, you know we love Stevie. He's great and. You know, we're still waiting for uh, uh, collaboration between you and him. Oh, that would be great. Well, you know, we, we've been friends be a long time. Good. We're working on stuff, uh, production work. So it's it's all going to come about in public soon enough. Good. Yeah. Good. We can't wait for that. But for now, for now, uh, this is the last one from 98, when I woke up this morning. The demo I uh, did, um, I was going to do an oldie show. Uh, uh, actually, no, that's before that. Uh, this was just a song that I like to do. And I did eventually do it with the Five Boroughs on the show. But I like this song. I like the Bob chords anyway. So, mm-hmm. And this was a rather, this was, you know, it's, a, it's rough around the collar a little bit, but it's it came out pretty decent. Oh, yeah. Hey. Uh, so let's take a listen to you doing When I Woke Up This Morning. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> 
street corners well it wasn't very popular to do that in the 70s uh, but people did it oh yeah but you just didn't see it as much you know yeah but uh but we're glad that you did you know well i caught my teeth doing that Mm-hmm. and uh we're gonna move to the next year we're gonna go to 1999 now can you believe that's 21 years ago yeah, I can't believe any of this is that long ago. <laughs> but it is, you know. That's why it was, every song that I pulled out and cleaned up and I've been working on, every song that I listened to, it took me right back to the moment in my timeline, right to that, that spot where I was there. I, and that's, you know, if you could take what's in your mind and make a movie out of it, that would be wonderful to do. Mm-hmm. It really was very vivid. Every memory came back to me. Yeah, I think, you know, everybody, when they hear the music, uh, it, you know, just brings them back to that moment. It does. It really does. It's very true. That's why music is medicine. It soothes the soul. It's, and we're, you know, we're doing, the, we're doing the best music in the world. So, I mean, it's, I mean, you can't go wrong with street corner harmony at all. Exactly. And, and you know, like the doo-wop cop says, like Dennis says, you know, it's therapy. It is, very much so. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to move up, like I said, to 1999, and we have Book of Love. This was recorded in a rehearsal session at Carl Fry's house. Now, Carl Fry was a member of the Dull Vikings that recorded on Alpine Records with Ritzy Lee and, Mm -hmm. uh, I believe, Clarence Quick. And that, when they were on Alpine together, they recorded The Sun. Matter of fact, Carl actually wrote that song and wasn't there at the recording session when they recorded the song and the uh, producers asked somebody to put their name on it and Ritzy raised his hand and therefore his name is on the songwriting credits. But Carl had the original sheet music and Carl had been a brief member of the Emerald Dreams. And so this is uh, our rendition of the Book of Love and the ending's a little rough, but uh, 
I, we did an off the melody arrangement of it. This is this is the way you would probably hear it walking down the street in New York City. Something that's not like the record, but it's got a augmented interpretation of it. This would be what the Book of Love that we did is. Okay, let's uh, go for it right now. Of our lives and the voice of street 
make sure you tune in. Thanks. Uncle Frankie says, Uncle better make sure you tune in. Yeah, because the boss said so. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, Cars in the chat room wants to know, let me, let me preface this question by saying that uh, Stevie's only 51 years old. He's still a baby. So, yeah, yeah, still a baby. So, uh, Cars wants to know what year did you discover our music and how? I don't, I don't remember what year. I remember Norman Knight on the radio on CBS FM. So that was what seventy four, seventy five. Yes, yeah, there. there. It was after Gus Gossett because I wasn't too young for that. Uh huh. But I think it was Norman Knight was on the radio. He was in between Don K. Reed, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and and you, uh, while you were living in New York and Brooklyn, uh, you hung out and got mentored by uh, Eugene Pitt. He met right on the street, right in front of my building. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, he scared us all. We all ran into the building. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just him; it was the whole group. And did you know who he was at the time? No, I had no clue. I mean, I heard the name, uh, you know, but I never, I mean, as far as the group goes, I didn't know any of the individual members. That was my uh, first meeting, and that meeting turned into a friendship that lasted over 40 years. That's wonderful. I mean, you know, to develop a friendship like that and to be mentored by, you know, one of the giants of the and then you come full circle and then he backs you up on a show uh, you know that that really was a trip uh-huh you know and that just was amazing to me so i was when so was that? i was i was thrilled to death over that a uh, barbara asked when that was it was 1998 in Go uh, the gold coast hotel in las vegas wow uh, speaking of which we have that cut for a little bit later Okay, great. Yeah. But for now, uh, there's one song from 97 that I skipped, which I want to put on. It's uh, The Emerald Dreams with uh, One Summer Night. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, we are breaking in two. <laughs> You'll love this. We're breaking in two twin sisters into the group, right? Mm-hmm. They never, they obviously had sang harmony before because pretty apparent on the recording but they never sang this song before right and they knew the song but they never sang it before and they were kind of nutty they were called the sugar twins they were a local uh uh known uh entertainers here back in the early 80s i guess and they uh i don't know how we came upon them but they briefly were in the group and then they they've kind of faded out but we had this uh, recording because like like i said i recorded my rehearsal sessions so this this came from one of the rehearsal sessions that we did as we are breaking them into this song uh-huh. uh one summer night okay well let's take a listen and see how it came out okay do, do, do.
Talk about killer doo-wop. That doo-wop right there. Killer doo-wop. That ending makes it right there. And you arranged all of these. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, I'm the arranger. The arranger, yeah, <laughs> the fixer. I'm the vocal coach, the arranger. Yeah, that's, that's what I did. The Don. Yeah. But, uh, you know, let me mention also that uh, you can hear, well, Stevie is the CEO of Street Corner Entertainment Record Company, and you can hear the Street Corner Entertainment program here on Remember Then Radio every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. That's correct. That is correct. We're there. You and, uh, you and Ramon. You, me and Ramon, Altamorano, every Thursday. Yeah, we play a lot of killers. <laughs> We play a lot of stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but tonight's your night. Well, thank you. And I uh, love that version of One Summer Night. It's, it's a little different. You know, it's a little slower. 
but it's it, we I milked that lyric for everything it was worth right yeah, to the you end. You did awesome. You know you. that's the only way I can describe it. Awesome, over the top, great. That's um, pure street corner song right there. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. The Brooklyn didn't lead me that far. That's right. It did not. Um, For sure. Now, in 1999, you had a group called Neighborhood Wish. Yeah, they were kind of an offshoot of the Emerald Dreams. It's kind of in between uh, putting people together. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we had like three or four cuts by then. Yeah, we got uh, quite... I've, Go on. I broke in a girl that was young, a music student from the UNLV, University of Las Vegas. And she was... She was in, she liked this type of music, but she was still a little fresh around the edges, a little amateurish, if you will, you know. But she had a nice tone, and she she had a lot of heart. Oh. So we we uh, tried to work some leads around her, and um, I think there was a couple that I sang lead on as well. Well, you know, the fact that she had heart may have been young, but that doesn't matter. Cause well, th three members of, the, of this group was from the Emerald Dreams anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the first one we have from Neighborhood Wishes, Church Bells May Ring. Well, I'm singing lead on that. Okay. That was, that was a warm-up song for us, actually, so to get everything, to get our pitch and everything. I very rarely used the pitch pipe. I didn't, I never really used one. And, and just as a reminder, none of these are studio productions. No, these. this was recorded in my living room. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, let's take a listen. Can you imagine how it sounds? Hello, hello again, my friends, I hope that we will meet again.
All right. You know, I can never sing a lead just like the record. I never can. <laughs> it's pretty apparent on that. But that's you great. Know? I mean, you know, you don't want to always sound like the record. No, that's what makes it unique. It, you augment it just slightly to where it's fresh, you know? Uh-huh. And there was a little bit of education going on with this group because they were pretty green, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was uh, trial and error with them. Yeah, so, you know, you, you took them under your wing. You mentored them. Yeah. Like, uh... Like Gene Pitt did with you. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he did. And in fact, the, the girl I schooled, you know, pretty good. And she was an opera singer, actually. Wow. For her to sing this type of music was rather unique. You know, and you did the same with Ramon. Exactly. Yeah, I've, I uh, gave him a lot of uh, education, and he's fantastic. So I know, yeah, he is, and, you know, he's one of the artists in the Street Corner Entertainment stable of artists. That's right, yeah. And uh, let me just mention to everybody that uh, not only is Stevie Dunham a fantastic singer, as you can hear, but... Also, an entrepreneur, CEO of Street Corner Entertainment Records, an author, uh, music historian, wrote uh, History of Acapella, um, an arranger, producer, uh, DJ. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> exactly, a lot. A lot of different things. A renaissance man. I guess so. The only thing, I haven't, I haven't been on TV or in the movies yet. I, I'd like to do that. Well, you're still, you're still young. <laughs> well, you never know. My time might come. You just never know. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. You and Frankie. That would be great, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, um, but the next song that we have with uh, Neighborhood Wish is My Vow to You. Yeah, the, I believe the girl's name is Michelle. I, you know, and I apologize because I couldn't remember her name, and that's the name that keeps coming up in my head. So it's, it must be I don't I don't remember her last name. She was just a really young girl. She couldn't have been more than twenty years old, when, you know, on this recording. Mm -hmm. Very young, had a young, youthful voice. But we uh, learned this song, and we were working out these songs. When I taped these, we were working them out. So, I mean, we didn't rehearse them and then record them. These were on the spot. After we ran through them a couple of times, I just made the tapes, and they took them home and practiced with them. That's all. Okay, well, let's take a listen then. All right. My vow to you. This is Neighborhood Wish. <laughs>
Hi, this is Stevie Dunham of Street Corner Entertainment Records, and you're listening to Remember Then Radio, the soundtrack of our lives. Oh, yeah. And we have Stevie Dunham with us right here. Yeah, that was, uh, my value was pretty nice. I, you know, that tape was clean. It was a clean group, you know. They were just a bunch of wonderful people. Um, now, next up, also from uh, Neighborhood Wish, we have Eternity. I wrote that song. I actually wrote that song for this group. And then, in two, a year later, I recorded it by myself on a, another demo. It's a little different, but this is the original uh, arrangement of the song. Mm-hmm. And, again, did you just came up with the words, or, I mean, how did it happen? This one I actually wrote. I actually sat down and wrote it out. Uh-huh. Yeah. With, I mean, no idea of anything? You just sat down and said, I'm going to write a song? Uh, I was hanging out with these guys, and we were riffing, and, you know, I went home and wrote a song for them. Wow. That's pretty much how that worked. Amazing. Okay, let's take a listen to it. Eternity by Neighborhood Wish. Are you on uh, lead in this one? Uh, yes, I am. Okay, great. Eternity. 
Stevie Dunham. Yeah, thank you. That I love the ending of that. I forgot all about that when I heard this tape. I was like, wow, that's that was fresh to me because I hadn't heard it for so many years. Yeah. That's yeah. Bring that's what brings back the memories. And these are the things that you think about and take for granted, it's like the, keeping space up in your garage or wherever. And it's like, oh, I'm gonna throw these out. No, I'm, I kept them all. You know? Yeah, good thing. All this stuff. Yeah, I'm so glad I did this. A lot of history there. Well, we are too, let me tell you. Amen. It's a lot of history that um, you hear about that you never get to listen to, you know? Mm-hmm. Not just from me, from anybody that's kept their tapes. That's you know, true. It's important to do that. And it's one, it's a part of your legacy, your lineage, you know, it's just important to have all of this stuff. Definitely, and you know, it's when you think about all of the stuff that was probably thrown away. Uh, you can only imagine what kind of tapes were thrown in the garbage, or uh, you know, what's going on with with any of that stuff. It's all in the, you know, a lot of it probably got thrown away or dry rotted away. Yeah, unfortunately, but. We're glad that you kept yours and found it. And uh, and Uncle Frankie might have some more. 30 years. 30 years I've had them stored. Wow. 30 yeah. years. And, and and Uncle Frankie said he might have some more. He may. He might have some more. Which, um, which uh, would be great. Yeah. But next up, we have What You Know New with Neighborhood Wish. I took that song, uh, that's a song originally done by the Unique Teens that did Genie, and you know, I thought it'd be perfect for the girl to sing this song, and she fell right into it. She loved it. I think I borrowed the arrangement a little bit from the Valentino's uh, arrangement. Okay. So. Let's, let's take a listen. Um, what you know new. What you know new. Do. Say, baby, 
like maybe next week. Oh, okay. We can do that. Because, you know, what we want to do is, aside from highlighting uh, Stevie Dunham down through the years, we want to, you know, get your new stuff out there, too. Right. I understand. Well, that's that's in good order. Um, but it's cool to listen to these old songs all over again after they've been dormant for so long. So, yeah. Yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll definitely, you know, put part two together. But for now, we have a Remarkable Girl. I wrote the song I wrote. Matter of fact, I was in, what influenced me to write this song is totally abstract from anything else. I was watching the film The Pope of Greenwich Village, uh, where the stickball scene is in the film. Uh huh. And there's. You know, if, if anybody remembers that movie, um, you know, it's, you know, because it takes place in New York. Right. And that was, they had the summer wind playing in the background of that scene. And it has nothing to do with me writing this song other than the street scene of the film. And I just put a storyline to it. That's what inspired me to write this song. Otherwise, uh, um, I, had, I really didn't have any other reason to write it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And, it's and rather it, long. It's a it's a pretty long tune. It's the longest song I ever wrote. Yeah, it's six and a half minutes. Yeah, it's pretty long. Which is yeah. which is long. Um, but hey, back then there were other songs that were just as long, if not longer. It was in the nineties, so you know, songs on the radio were five six minutes long at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny Phillips and I did the vocals on this. Okay. So it's just him and I doing the backgrounds, and I sang a lead on it. Okay, let's hear Remarkable Girl, Stevie Dunham. Great is something that no one can predict. When I met you so many years ago. Oh, 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 oh,
line first. Yeah. And then you put the background to it. I mean, yeah, we I recorded I recorded the uh, lead on a on a tape and then 
we listened to it and I came up with these arrangements and then we just worked them out in pieces and then we recorded it all. We wow. do it and recorded it and just layered the parts. Let me tell you, you never cease to amaze me. And we did it on the fly. That was when we rehearsed everything, you know, got our harmonies down and we started to record it. We recorded two harmony parts at the same time and then recorded two more harmony parts afterwards. So it was done basically in two takes. Let me tell you, you got a bucket full of talent. Thank you. And uh, you're welcome. And, and it hasn't been wasted because uh, so many people are fans and, you know, we're just trying to get you more and more fans because this stuff is great. Well, thank you. You know, it, it, I, like I said earlier, it's cool to, to kind of go back in time a little bit and pull these things out and play them. Um, cause in the chat room said you're a genius. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far, but, uh, you know, I'm pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, Don and Ann came back and said we wouldn't go that far. Yes. But, uh... It's the product of the streets, that's all. It's fortunate to have a edu college education, but other than that, I'm, I'm no, I don't think I'm a genius. Well, no matter, in the music... You are um, the arrangements. You're putting this stuff together. Not everybody can do this. Well, I think in four and five part harmony, you know. So I take every song with the same approach. Even the stuff I did currently, I I, I haven't changed at all. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're going to get to that in part two. But for now, for now. Got another one from, uh, what are we working on, 1999, uh, with Why Do Fools Fall in Love? Well, that came from the same practice session as uh, The Book of Love. I'm not singing lead on this. Uh, a guy named Noah Guberman is. Uh, this is the arrangement that I came up with for this song. I, I wanted to do a little different approach, kind of have a strolling arrangement of it, if you will. Okay. That's how this came about. Um, Carl Fry was in this group. Uh, he was singing bass. And there's Benny Giangrasso, myself, Noah Guberman, and Richie DeThomas are on this recording. Fantastic. Um, let's take a listen to Why Do Fools Fall in Love. Why do fools fall in love? Why do
Wow, I love that arrangement. That arrangement I sang for the first time when I was a kid, when I was 10 years old, with a group called Donnie and the Street Notes in Brooklyn, New York. Ah, 10 years old, all right. Now, I, my cousin Dominic DiMastrangelo was saying lead. We would, not on this recording, obviously, mm-hmm. but we, one day we were all hanging out at Sarah Hale High School in the basketball court, and we just started singing this arrangement. Um, that's how we did it. That's we couldn't do it the fast way very well, so we kind of did it our own way. Well, you did it great uh, on this. That arrangement, tell you. that arrangement stayed with me all those years, and then I brought it to these guys. Well, it was wonderful. Um, you know, what can I say? Like I said, you should send it to uh, Jimmy Merchant. I should, yeah, I think I will. Uh, Jimmy would appreciate that. Yes, definitely. And Noah, Noah was trying to do his best imitation of yours truly on that. <laughs> <laughs> he um, loved that song anyway he says you know I'll give him a shot I always give somebody a shot you know to see if, what they can do and that's part of the experimentation of what I did with with my group yeah and well that's what makes you part two to hear the rest of it yeah we're gonna have that next week but um you know Having that patience and working with um, the other singers in the group or individuals like you do in bringing them along, that's that's a gift also. Yeah, it is. It's really hard to babysit like that. It really is. Um, you got to want to do it. You got to want to be there, you know. Mm-hmm. And And then the magic happens. That's all. Sometimes it comes easy, and sometimes it doesn't. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the common goal is to, you know, have a nice polished group uh, over time. Exactly. And uh, you succeeded. Now, we have 15 minutes left. So for tonight, what I'd like to do is close, uh, not the show, but close this portion of the show. With Emerald Dreams, live at the Gold Coast Hotel in Las Vegas. We were on a show with uh, about, I think there was like three other groups that night. Uh, Cadillacs, um, I can't remember all the groups are on the bill now. Chantel's, I think. And we were we were booked to be on this show. And we came out. And they wanted, as a matter of fact, Cadillac City St. Gloria because they, the promoter wanted us to do it. He heard our version of it and wanted us to do it. And so we learned Gloria the night before we did this show. We spent three hours in rehearsal learning this song and went out the next night and did it. And that's the, this performance is what you're going to hear. Great, great. And, um... You know, what can I say? This is possibly or probably one of the best versions of Gloria that you're ever going to hear. 
Well, it's, uh, I would have to say, I've heard 200 versions of Gloria, so this is right up there. I hit notes that I never thought I could ever hit in my life. <laughs> Let's hear it right now.
There you go. Wow. We got a standing ovation for that. Uh, I can imagine. You know, well deserved. The whole room, the whole room flipped out over that. It was just an amazing moment, and and then right afterwards we sang "Gee Whiz," and that also was got a lot of response too. I mean, it was just a great night. That is so good, so good. You know, and with with all the versions of Gloria out there, um, you know, this has got to be on top. I, you know, um, for somebody to sing Gloria in particular, any group, it, it's it's a measuring tool, is what it is. You, it, if you can't sing Gloria, then you might as well not sing in a vocal group at all. Because mm-hmm. that really that really sets the bar. It really does. Not just not this version in particular, but I mean, just anybody. I mean, if you can't pull it off, because this is the national anthem of street corner harmony. Um, In the still of the nights, the all-time oldie of all time, but the national anthem of Street Corner Harmony. I mean, the real doo-wop stuff is Gloria. If you can't pull it off, then forget about it. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not a singer, no far from it, but I can appreciate all of the work that you and, and other artists, of course, but all of the work that goes into this, and getting that sound just right. Well, you know, it's like this. Some songs come really easy, and some you got to really work at. And when you have a magical combination of individuals that are talented, and everybody's right in tune with each other, then it doesn't matter at that point. Any song that you bring forth is going to sound really good because you've, you've done the homework and you've, you've practiced, you know, and it gets to a point where practice becomes superficial, too. I mm-hmm. mean, that means that any song you bring forward is just going to come very easy for you. And that's how this group was. didn't matter what we sang. We were able to project it very well. And, you know, with each performance, I know that you have to rekindle the excitement. You don't want to be stale. Exactly. So every song, especially on stage, you have to be very dynamic, especially if you sing a cappella in particular. Um, You have to have those dynamics there because that keeps people interested in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. If you go out and and sing a song that, or, uh, you know, a bunch of different songs and you're just average, for example, with all due respect, I'm not pointing this out to anybody in particular, but... If you sing like that, you're going to put people to sleep. You have to have the dynamics. You have to be vibrant, and you have to be expressive in your lyric, in your background harmonies. The whole arrangement's got to dance lively in order to pull it over. So you you have to really pay attention to what is going on to pull it off that way. And a lot of groups say this. Yeah, we, we do that. Well, I've seen a lot of groups. And I've watched them live, seen them on videos, and if they make me uh, turn it off after 30 seconds, then I, you didn't do anything for me. You didn't bring anything to the table that was unique enough for me to pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I look at it as an A&R director point of view as well. So I A&R'd my group to where the dynamics of songs were brought out to a point to where it was interesting. Well, to keep them, even if we sang with music, that would still be interesting. But when you, even in rehearsal, they had to be, it, it all starts right from learning these songs. And if you can't pull it off, then you might as well not bother with being a singer, especially in this genre. Mm -hmm. All about the dynamic. Well, you do an extraordinary job of it, and I want to thank you for spending the two hours with us tonight. Well, I appreciate it very much, and I thank you for both you and Barbara very much, so it's my pleasure. And, uh, you know, we appreciate it, and part two next week, right? Yeah, we'll pick up at the year 2000 and hopefully have enough time to bring us to 2021. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. So I'm going to give you back your evening. Well, thank you, Steve. I appreciate it so much. And uh, you guys are great. Love you guys. And uh, I hope that everybody had a good time. We love you, too. And uh, have a beautiful rest of the evening. Thank you again so very much. And thank You're you. You're welcome. Thank you for the music. Amen. You're welcome. Absolutely. All right. Well, you guys take care and have you, a good night. You too. Give our love to Diane. Oh, Bubba said, can we hear G-Wiz? Uh, Bubba, we have to wait till next week because we're just out of time. So uh, next time. Next week, we'll, we'll pick up where we left off. Okay. Um, you take care. Everybody in the chat room just stuck around too before I leave. Thank you.